This is off the dome, no notes, straight from my heart, my spirit. What has transpired in the last uh, week or so since I dropped the Valicia Butterfield episode? I can't quite wrap my brain around it. You, my friends, new listeners, hello, loyal, older listeners, you took that episode to heights that I did not even imagine it could go. It is making its rounds around social media, around the internet. It's in a sense going viral. And to put it in perspective, the episode right before this one you're about to listen to, it has done numbers. It is done, let's say, roughly seven times the number that I usually get for one episode. So seven times that, and it's not stopping. It's coming at a time where it really feels like there's a shift happening in my life that I have been waiting for. Not just waiting for, preparing for, praying for, imagining, thinking about journaling, sometimes tortured, you know, internally myself over. Um, Because when you're given a dream, when you're given a vision of who you want to become, and you're given it like years before you become her, that's quite a journey. There's a lot, it's a roller coaster ride. It challenges your faith, it challenges your own self concept. It is a daily wrestling with who you are when in your body and in your mind and in your spirit, you believe something for yourself and you want something for yourself, but your circumstance and what you're currently doing is not that. I know that journey. I was on that journey for what felt like decades. I think it was decades. Yeah. And, um, so trying to fit that into what's happening with my podcast is like, I don't have the words for it, my friends, but I just want to tell you that, um, I believe that my life mirrors many of your lives, right? Like we're all connected my listeners, my audience, we are, there's a reason why you're here. You found me on purpose. There are no coincidences in life. And if, if I really believe that, then what's happening to me is something you need to witness and you need to hear in real time. So that's why I share this. I don't want the glory. It's not about that. Like, it's not like, I went viral. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you've listened to me long enough, you know who gets the glory. God gets the glory. But I think there's something important for me to stop time literally 
and get on here and tell you there's a shift happening. And that episode with Felicia Butterfield about moonshots and 10xing your baseline and about going for it really is like the core of what this podcast is all about. And I want to take a second for especially the the people who have arrived, the crew that has come through the Valicia gate. (laughs) I want you to know something about me. And I want to remind the listeners who've been listening for a while. I started this podcast in 2019 and I was a, a news anchor, a morning news anchor. And that position was the position that in college, professors told me, or not just the professors, but just the culture of news basically taught you that the goal of this path is to work in these little small cities, making no money um, until one day you get to be an anchor and you're making six figures. And like, that's the goal. Never mind all the conflicts I had with this path that God had me on like this, another day, another story, but I'm just going to zero in on this part of my story. Um, So I started this podcast after about 10 years in the news industry. One of the first news anchors in the country, from what I know, from what I gather, there was maybe one or two other news anchors doing this. Not a lot. And it's because I was, my appetite for purposeful work that aligned with my soul got too big for me to handle. And I had to do something about it. And this podcast was my step into um, a creative outlet at the time because I believe one of my purposes on earth is to be um, a part of a movement that produces a powerful media in the world. And the news industry was falling so short of that. It was so disappointing for me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do this podcast. I'm going to start this thing and it's going to be called Audacity. And I'm going to interview people who have a point of view about Audacity. And I'm going to ask them how they did it. And that young woman, I mean, what, 2019? This is so, yeah, I'm in my mid-30s at the time, 35. Um, That young woman was not only trying to just feed this appetite, but I was also looking for the blueprint. Because what I didn't know was that about three years later, and really about a year later, a whole pandemic was about to happen. And um, the, the world's sort of perspective on work was about to change. And parallel to that, starting in 2019, I began to feed this hunger of like, I got to do different work. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I got to do different work. And I don't know how it's going to happen, but I got to do different work. And what I didn't know is that this podcast was going to be off and on for a while. Like y'all know it took a big, long break, had a baby, there's pandemic, right? Um, I I took this break, but like bringing audacity into this season where I am now, well, I skipped the good part, 2021, I left my successful news career on, on good terms. Nothing was wrong. I was great at my job. My job loved me. I had great people around me there. The, the city was wonderful to me. It was like the height of my career. And I left in the middle of a contract because I 
felt full enough and audacious enough to take a leap of faith and be an entrepreneur and build something I felt aligned with. Okay. In 2021, here we are in 2023. And I can tell you interviewing Valicia, sitting here building my empire, right? The, the clients that I'm working with, the conversations I'm having, the deals I'm, I'm helping to broker, like all of it, right? I'm sitting here as that girl, as that woman that I long to be in that really empty, cold newsroom a couple years ago. I'm her. Not saying I'm I'm done yet, but I'm not even close to it. I didn't really started, <laughs> but I'm saying that like not just what's happening with the podcast, what's happening with my career, um, the confidence I'm really starting to feel as a woman who's going out here and 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 creating a business, right? Creating um, revenue, uh, not working for someone, but collaborating with people I want to work with and making money doing it. I almost can't believe it. (laughs) And the podcast with Felicia, when we heard the call, she said, you need to 10 X that, right? So I'm sitting here building my thing. And then here comes V with this call to go bigger, to think bigger. And I'm like, oh, shoot. You mean, you mean this ain't big enough? (laughs) You mean I got to find another moonshot quitting a job I went to school for and made good money doing and provided, you know, all this stuff. You mean that wasn't enough? Okay. I, I see you. I hear you. Here we go. Um, just feels right for where I am in my life. And because we are connected, my friends, and because my life is connected to yours, because you tune in and listen to my voice and you follow my journey, I believe it's your time too. I believe if you're not already feeling this shift where things are finally starting to make a little sense, things are finally starting to align for you and it's starting to actually feel good in your bones. If that's not you right now, sis, let me be the one to tell you it is about to be. Will you believe that with me? Um, and to help you on this journey, I am bringing back um, a podcast from 2021 with the Elaine Welteroth, Project, uh, Project Runway Judge, New York Times bestseller, More Than Enough teen former teen vogue editor all the things i got this interview in 2021 and what you all didn't know is that when i did this interview i was just months away from leaving my job i was working my plan i was about to do it i was about to tell everyone (laughs) i'm out and after i heard this uh well after i did this interview a very similar thing happened. So like with the Valicia interview, after the Valicia interview, it's like, okay, I got my, I got my marching orders. I got my, I got my challenge, right? Like, yeah, this is the, this is the frequency I'm about to be on. I got that from that last episode. And I know you did too, or else it would not be doing the numbers it's doing. 
And it just, I almost right away was like, oh, I wish they could hear this Elaine interview. Like it was the same energy. It was the same like call, challenge to get up on this other level, <laughs> right? After the Elaine interview, that when I got done with this interview, I remember telling my husband, well, I just got my confirmation that this is the right move for me. I'm about to quit. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to retire. I'm not going back to that. And it was, and it was done. And I think that day forward, I began to walk and embody a woman who was closing a chapter on her own terms. And it was about to start and create her own new chapter, um, co-creating with God. Like I began to embody that chick. Okay. I went to work differently. I worked my plan differently. I was like, yes, the Elaine episode pushed me into that next level. Just like this Valicia episode is meeting me where I am and saying, I see you Tish. Now I raise you 10. Go do that. Go do that. So I want to almost give you this gift. If you've heard this before, listen again. Um, if you haven't heard this episode, I, I'm, I'm bringing it back because it just flows right from Valicia into Elaine and uh, take what you need from it. And um, I want to say one last thing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for showing up on social media. I see all of your messages. I reply to all of them myself. Thank you for telling your friends, like, come on, friends. Like, you got good friends, y'all. You are telling your, you're sending this to your friends. That's a good friend. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, reviews, if you haven't yet, do it. But those of you who are, you're doing it. My God, I can't thank you enough. Um, I just want to thank you for what you just did. You changed the trajectory of this podcast. Like, no doubt. You did. And um, I just want to thank you for that. And I hope this feels like a gift. I'm going to run this back so we can have some back-to-backs <laughs> with Felicia and Elaine. And I also want to say for all the newcomers, make sure you subscribe. But I also want to give a little caveat, okay? These are some heavy hitters. I got some, I got some heavy hitters on this podcast every now and then, right? Um, and it's a blessing and I don't take that for granted, but I also want you to know this little rant that I'm doing here, this solo portion of the episode, I also do this a lot. So this is me telling you, don't be coming and thinking next week I'm going to have, you know, I don't know, Oprah or Gail or somebody like we don't get there, <laughs> but this podcast is insights from me just like this. And I grab, when I see an audacious woman, I say, I need you on my podcast. And they 100% of the time say yes. And you'll get some of that too. So I just wanted to, to lay the landscape for you. Welcome. We welcome you. Have a seat. Enjoy this episode from 2021 with the Elaine Welter-Roth. Because I think sometimes we just maybe settle as it being a dream and we just let right. it be something in our imagination or something we keep kind of to ourselves that we think about we want to do or maybe play around with it but answering the call and actually following that intense feeling like okay I'm supposed to do this how do you know when to take a step towards it I think you know when you know I think it's one of those things that is 
specific to every individual. And I think that the way God speaks to me is different than the way God might speak to you. Um, I can get part of the reason I wrote my book is because I think being able to hear the inner workings of how God moves in someone else's life sometimes helps shine a light on how God moves in your life in ways that you may not have connected the dots on before. Um, you know, it makes you reflect on, on your own life, your own journey and, um, staying where you are, staying stuck is scarier than taking that leap of faith. Hmm. I think, I think when you feel more uncomfortable where you are than in the thought of where you are going, it, it, that's when you know, I, I, I have to move forward. I have to make a change. I, this is no longer serving me. And I think there's the sort of spiritual element of this. And then there's the practicality. There's the, the practical side, which for the practical folks out there, I would say if you're grappling with trying to identify if it's time to go, whether it's a relationship, a, a job, um, a city you're living in. I think if you're trying to, if you're trying to decide like, if, is this no longer serving me? And is it my time to move on and move forward? Um, ask yourself this question. Have I reached the point of diminishing returns? Am I, is there more for me to learn here? Is there more, are there more skills that I need to hone or, or pick up? Are there more, lessons I need to learn? Is there a promotion I need to get? Is there, you know, is there, is there something more for me to learn here? If, but if, but, and the, if the answer is no, and if you have something, whether or not you have something placed on your heart, sometimes you have to go and sometimes you have to take that leap before the vision is revealed. In my life and in my journey, I have, you know, I've prayed for discernment and for direction um, and clear guidance. Like I want a vision of what mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do before yeah. <laughs> I, I take that leap, you oh. know? And so I've, pre I've gotten pretty good since like taking the leap of faith out of college, um, which is usually the first time we all get hit with that big question of like, what am I supposed to do next? Um, and, and how do I, you know, how, how do I discern if it's me taking a step out based on my own ego, my own worldly desires, my desire for, you know, security versus being called, you know, and if you are someone that wants to operate in faith and wants to be led um, in the spirit, I do think it requires getting really quiet and really diligent and um, very focused on listening, you know, which is not easy in this crazy, fast paced, overwhelming, noisy world that we live in. But I think if you're able to find that quiet space and continue to show up in that space, continue asking for guidance, um, continue asking for discernment and clarity, it will come. And, and it will come for you in a way that is so clear that yeah. you will know, you will know that you know that you know. That's why my, my, my mom always says that you will know that you know that you know. <laughs> But I'm not going to tell you how you're going to know. I'm not going to tell you how it's going to oh, occur yeah. because it's different for all of us. But you yeah. will know that you know that you know. And once you know, 
you got to move. Like mm-hmm. Oprah said, like, you got to wait. Don't, she, she says, you got to move at the whisper. Don't wait for the roar. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, you are ministering to me at the moment. And I really, <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh my gosh, that that was for me and hopefully for someone else as well. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, and you kind of said a version of this in your book that also stood out to me um, because of this season in my life. And you said, when your dreams are bigger than the places you find yourself in, sometimes you need to seek out your own reminders that there is more and that there is always more waiting for you on the other side of fear. And I think Ooh. that... Right. Can you come on now, Elaine? That is from you. Do you even remember? That's you. You said sometimes you have to seek out your own reminders that there's more when your dreams are bigger than the place you find yourself in. And you just kind of just said that, like it's that discomfort, right? You're in a place that's just like you're itching. It's like, uh, it's no longer fits anymore. And you said, then you got to go out and try to seek out your own reminders, which is what you just said. It's like, God speaks to us in different ways or life or speaks to us in different ways. And so you got to go out and figure out where that voice is the voice calling to you to do more. And if it is, then on the other side of fear, more is waiting for you. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, I love that. And I, th- I think that the undertone of this has to do with action. And I think when we look at your career, we look at your life, you really are a woman that is about action. Like you go after your stuff, you know, like you're not very stagnant in where you are and you're an evolving woman changing. And, and but there are times when opportunities come to you. And I want to talk about that as well. And actually this happened with CBS now that I'm hearing with the talk, that's an opportunity that came to you. Um, and even with Teen Vogue, that was an opportunity. Like you turned that, you turned the opportunity down at first, Elaine. It's true. <laughs> It's true. It's wild. Oh my gosh. You have to read this part of the, the whole book, but this part, you know, you talked about how you became becoming the editor of Teen Vogue and how it came to be. And you turned down the position at first for some good reasons, I thought, right? With glamour and where you were in life. I thought I was like, okay, I gave you some like, I see where <laughs> her head was at. Okay. I, yeah. I get it. But that opportunity came back to you. And I think this is a story, it's a reminder that when there's a bigger plan at play, sometimes that plan supersedes your own will. And it's like, what are you going to do then? What are you going to do when it comes back to you? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, listen, there's a Jamaican proverb that I I heard from an ex-boyfriend who shall not be named, but (laughs) it it was, what's in for you can't be on for you, you know? What is for (laughs) you can't be on for you. And it is just the realest thing. And, you know, logic will get you sometimes. Like, you you can make a real logical argument to talk yourself out of damn near anything. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you really can. And people will hear your logic and support it. Like, yeah, that makes sense. But ultimately, when something is for you, it, it, I'm not saying that there's no way to screw up an opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, let me let me clarify because there oh, yeah. are there are ways to really miss 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 your moment, um, and I don't pray that for anybody. Um, but 
you know, going back to your previous question about how do you know when you're being called and how do you, you know, how do you discern that? I have learned, and I think, I think the, the, the only answer to that is it takes time and self-reflection to seek out the patterns for how God talks to you and, and shows up for you. And for me, I have had to learn in time through experience, wow, dang, everything that God has presented to me that is for me, like unequivocally hands down, you know, so for me that it changes the trajectory of my entire life. Like those pivotal Mm -hmm. relationships and opportunities are always the things that I reject at first. (laughs) Every time. I I mean, like full on reject. Like I, I have to be humble. Like God needs to like sit me down and like, and like, I need to be convinced, but I, I like, I'm talking about from my husband to the job that I'm in, to the job that I had that changed my whole life, the Teen Vogue job. Um, everything that has changed my life for the better that was so divinely appointed for me, I rejected at first. What hardcore. is wrong with us? It's, because I can relate. Why do we do that? This makes no because sense. Because we got our own plans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got our own plans and we are good with them. Like we... Like the guy I thought I was going to marry, girl, you could not tell me that I wasn't going to make that thing work. And it Mm -hmm. just fell apart. And that was, that was the lesson for me. Uh, You know, listen, listen for the whisper. Don't wait for the roar because I was about, I was, and I think this is for a lot of us ambitious, goal-oriented women, right? Like we think we can make pretty much anything work. It's like, give me a piece of chewed gum and a string and I'm going to get this car running. You know what I mean? We're, we're, (laughs) we're, we're unstoppable. We're relentless. But when it comes to the, these pivotal moments in our lives, like we are, we have to relinquish control. We cannot be in control of the best things that happen to us in our lives. God is in control. And I am, I have been forced into surrender more times than I can count. And each time those plans work out so much better than mine. So much better. Oh my gosh. Yes. I just said to my husband today, I was like, you know, I am learning how to leave room in my imagination Mm. for God to just completely flip the script, change the plan, show me something of different possibility. Because mm-hmm. like you said, I have my, I th- like I could tell you how I, I think most things will go. And I'm always shocked when they don't go that way. So I'm learning, I have to leave room for, for God to just um, show me other, show me a different way, another mm-hmm. way this can look because his ways are higher than my, like, what do I, at the end of the day, like, what do I really know about like my future? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like I'm doing my best to create my future with, with everything I have in front of me, but it's like, what do I really know about the end goal of my life? You know, yep. like, what yep. is the, truly the big, big, big picture, the stuff we can't see the lives we're supposed to touch, the people we don't even know that need to hear of, like, what do we really know about the big, wide picture of our life? So I've come to 
um, understand that I have to leave space and just, it's not black and white. It's what right. I think, what I know, but then there's also room for like a whole nother plan that's always better than my own. Always. Yes. Always. And I, I, w- I will tell you, like, I hope this, I've never actually made this connection and I hope that somebody's making a connection in their own minds and spirits and your lives. But like, for seriously, the, the, the talking yourself out of, I have talked myself out of the greatest things in my life and had, I have had to go through this process of being humbled into surrender. (laughs) And then once I find myself on the path, I didn't think I was going to be on. I'm blown away by what God does. And it only strengthens my faith for the next faith test. You know what I mean? And so I hope that for someone you're, cause sometimes like when I said, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that might, that might make someone think that like, well, if I have doubts, then maybe I don't know that I know that I know, but doubts and fear are part of the process. It's, it's, and you have to trust the process. And just because you might be in fear and doubt and in full paralysis today does not mean that tomorrow you won't wake up and, and, and see this whole picture a completely different way, you know? And so you really do have to trust the process and it's never in our time. It's always in God's time. Mm. And that is frustrating when we got things to do and a timeline (laughs) to keep with. Give me all the control. Give me all the hours. Give me all the minutes. Give me all the seconds and let me just do it all. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And then one more thing I would just quickly wanted to say, um, not to belabor this point, but, you know, I also want to clarify, you know, the, the, the TV thing, how it came to me, this job. Yeah. But yes, this is, this is, I think the result of manifestation though, because years ago, God revealed to Mm. me through my, through studying the blueprint of my mentor, Harriet Cole, seeing how her career unfolded, that she went from, you know, magazines to TV books and beyond. I studied that blueprint and I got a download at 21 years old that that would be my path. Like that, 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 that was the, that was the big picture. That was the arc. Now did, was I, was I given the details on when I would need to take that leap of faith from magazines into the editor afterlife? And did I know what specific TV show would come around? Did I know when I would be writing that book? No, I didn't get those specific details on the down on the initial download. But once I got that download and I knew like, this is the blueprint this is the arc and, 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 and it's, I'm going to go on this journey that I'm open to how it falls mm. into place. Right. So that's p- part of why I knew this job is for me is because I manifested this a long time ago. God already told me about this a long time ago. I just didn't know in what form or fashion or time frame it would come. Okay. Yeah. I'm so glad for that because you sort of clarifying that because there was a seed that was planted a long time ago yes. that you watered and you seed nurtured. Yes. And you didn't quite know where it was going, but I think what um, I love about your journey is that you took steps to nurture that calling or that vision that you had when you were young. Like when you, when it came to you, like when you decided magazine, you know, like there was a moment in your, in your college life where you said, you know, I'm going to do this. And like, when you decided that and you nurtured that and you went after it, 
yeah, we can say things came to you, but you were working the plan and you were in the plan and following the steps. Yeah. So, and and you can call that people call that manifestation. and, And I think that's true. Like you're putting out and sending the vibes that this is what you want. This is what I'm going after. And it's, it's in the will and it, it was all, it all came together so beautifully. And it's still, you're still in the middle of this story. And I, I think that, you know, I, I, I talk a lot about doing what lights you up. Like yes, when you too. find that thing, yes. Like when you find that thing that you just can't get enough of, you'll do for free that you, you practice on your friends. You talk, it's just a part of you. Like that's that feeling to stay with and to follow. So you call it the rush of finding what you're good at is priceless. Mm-hmm. And when you align with the thing you were created to do, that's that feeling. And so can you talk a little bit more about that feeling? Because let's just be honest, like we're living in a time right now where people are leaving their jobs at rates we've never seen. The pandemic opened a lot of people's eyes to their time, their priorities and work, like what work has to be or what it can be and the possibilities around our careers. And so I think this is a great time to talk about finding what lights you up and going after it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that a lot of people take for granted what their greatest skills and gifts really, not even skills, but gifts are. Um, and I, I encourage anybody who draws a blank when they're asked what your passion is or even what you're good at, collect a group of your top five, like the five people that know you best and who tend to see the best in you, ask them. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, they will tell you, they will shine a light on those gifts that you absolutely can transfer into either a, a, a career pivot or maybe a side hustle, or at least find ways to do, to spend more of your time doing those things. Yeah. Um, and I, I really encourage, like, you find those people that are, are mirrors to the best in you and try to not spend time around people who are mirrors of the worst of you mm-hmm. or who invent narratives or, or, you know, stories that, that are not reflective of the best in you. Um, yeah. crazy thing when that came to me and, you know, it, I, I said no to that at first too, actually, oh, by the way. Gosh. <laughs> so let's hope this, you know, it turns out well, and it, you know, it proves my point here, but, um, but yeah, I had total imposter syndrome by the way about it. And I was just like, am I a master? I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm the master. So I don't think I should do this yet, but but I did it. I all this to say, I did it. And one of the things that I talked about in the masterclass was identifying your zone of genius and really understanding that your zone of genius is that which only you can do like you do. It's the intersection or the sweet spot between your gifts, your talents, your values. Um, and it's it's something that is really specific to you as so as unique to you as your fingerprint and it's a set it's usually a set of of things and i i really hope that it's a helpful sort of tool or mechanism for people who are in this state where they're trying to kind of excavate 
you know, their magic and build a life that encompasses more of that magic to, 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 to like, to go through this sort of step yeah. by step and, 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 and try to figure that out first, because that really should be your compass. It should be your filter. And when you get lost, it should hopefully help you get back to a place where you're feeling alive. Cause there's no point of going yes. through this world, going through this life on autopilot and, yeah. and feeling like you're just sort of existing or sometimes languishing and not really living your life to the fullest. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I never even thought about alive is really essentially what I'm always talking about. What makes you feel alive? And it's yeah. like, gosh, it's such a simple concept. Like, don't you want to feel like you're fully living, like all your senses, you're feeling on purpose and that you're a, that you're truly alive and not on autopilot and just doing work and like paying mm -hmm. the bills and taking care of this and that. And what is it like, what do you look like when you're truly alive? And when you ask yourself that question, for me, that opens up a whole nother um, level of desire and possibility for myself because mm -hmm. then I, I hear the call for more, you know, like I want to design my life differently and I want to go after it when you bring that feeling of alive to people. So I'm so glad we touched on that. We have a few more minutes. I want to ask, you know, my, this podcast is called Audacity and I just love that word. I think Me that, too. Right? Like, I, I almost named my book it. that. I have to tell you. No way. A hundred percent. When I saw the hardest thing for me with my book was what to call it. Like <laughs> the book flowed, but the title didn't. It was, I was like, what am I going to call this thing? And I swear to you, Audacity was at the top oh. of the list and I, maybe one day I will have a book named, named um, Audacity and I'm going to have to shout you out oh too my gosh. because somebody needs to write a book, the book on Audacity for black women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. I just, I, so anyway, I feel you. I love, I love the name of your podcast. Oh. It is brilliant. Oh. That is so, that's like super confirmation and just another reason why I'm so glad you're here because I knew it because you embody that to me. Uh, Audacity for me is the question really, who do you think you are? Like, who do you think you are? It could, it could go both ways, right? Like we say that, like, who does she think she is? The audacity mm -hmm. of whatever. But if you flip it around and it's really an, an introspective question, it's like, right. audacity is like, think about it. Who do you think you are? Or whatever you think you are, you are, you know, like it could be so many different versions of that. But um, I love that your book, and I can see why your book fits in that theme because, I have to tell you, Elaine, like you are, you are such a bright light and you're so a confident. It's like the word is, that's not like a loaded word enough for me, for you. Um, mm -hmm. You just spill out authenticity. And like when you show up, like we're getting you and, and like a fully realized you on your good days, your bad days, on your, you know, super hot strutting in your fashion days and your, you know, slick back, hair, like whatever it is, like whatever version you show up as Elaine, like you really give us that. And I think that we call that 
we like to label those women as confident because we don't know what else is like. She's just really confident. I don't know. Like she's just like, she loves herself. She loves like showing up. I don't know. She's just confident. But I would also call you audacious with your life. Um, I don't know. Is that a question? It's just mm. what I feel like I should tell you. Um, that means so much to me. Thank you for that. Thank you yes. for that. Yes. Um, well, maybe share your your definition of audacity. Ooh. Well, I have chills oh my just God. hearing the way that you talk about God, it. Hold um, on. Do you do you realize my computer? I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> my no, computer just answered and answered my question. It said, "Audacity: a willingness to take bold risks and then like stop talking." Boom. Boom. What the heck? <laughs> Yo, yo, that's crazy. I love that. I am like, mm. I am writing this down. I feel like there's something, there's something here, man. We, we have to, I'm literally writing this down. The, so wait, audacity is the willingness to, to take bold risks. That's what she said. Miss Siri showed up and told us. Yes, Siri. Yes, sis, Siri. You better come <laughs> through and snatch our lives and give us these definitions. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I, it, listen, if that is the definition, then I claim it. I, yeah. I claim that I am willing to take bold risks in yeah. my life, but it is anchored in a faith that there is a God that is in charge, that, that knows better than I do. So I think for me, it's about balancing the humility of knowing that you only know what you know and that you got to lean on a God who knows better. Um, and also your job is to have the courage to step when he says go. Mm. And then for those people, my last question, um, I enjoyed this time so much with you. Me and, too. Oh this my was God. a blessing for me. I'm so glad this brought uh, us together. I know. Like I can, this is one of those podcasts I can't wait to hurry up and finish so I can go and listen again. You know, like I can't to, listen, to actually listen to this conversation again. So for the people who feel the call for more, but for whatever reason, and it's probably completely justified in their life right now, for whatever reason, they're not moving toward it. Can you share what it's like on the other side, or as you would say, on the other side of fear? What is it like over there? And why oh. should we join you? Oh, man, this is, this is like a real sales pitch right here, man. I, I, this has got to be good. You better make, make it look it good, okay? You yeah. better make it look good. What is it like well, over I, there? I think I think part of why I am so um, honest and transparent and like, as you say, you know, you know, sh I show up on whether it's social media or on television I, in such a transparent way is because I want I want more people to not let fear hold them back from being who they are, from saying what they truly think from going after the thing that they thought wasn't possible for them. Like, I feel like it is on all of us who are living on the opposite. I think it's, I think it's our job as anybody who is living on the other side of the fear that could have held them back to show what that is and to like yeah. live in the truth of that. Like I, I, I didn't like take all of these risks to, step into it, a bigger opportunity to be too scared to show up as myself. Mm. Oh and my gosh. If I, 
if I did, I'd be doing not only a disservice to my God, to myself, but also to all the people that need an example of what that looks like. You know what I mean? So I hope that I'm not a good salesman. I can't, I can't give you that sales pitch (laughs) that you're looking for, but I do hope that if you, if you, if you need an example, if you need a role model, not even a role model, but if you need just even just, just evidence that it gets better and that there is, you know, more life, more love after loss, more opportunities after you walk away from the, maybe the biggest one you thought you'd ever have. Like there is more. I hope that anything that we've talked about today confirms that that is for you too. That is a call on your life too. And, you know, whether it is my book or the the show every day or this masterclass, like whatever I do, that is literally my why. I literally, the only reason I do it is so that other people will feel inspired to take, to say yes to that call on them, to be, to, to, to be still enough to hear that call um, and to surround themselves with, with community that encourage them and, and, and reaff- and affirm them and let them know that, that, that they can do anything. They can do anything that they want to do. You can do anything you want to do and it gets better. It always gets better. Well, you don't think you're a good saleswoman, but that right there, that right there, and you just living your alive life is more than enough. Hey, I don't even mean to say that. It's, it's more than enough for us who are looking for, um, we're looking for the reminder, as you said, for those of us who are looking for the reminder that there is more Mm-hmm. You, my girl, you, mm-hmm. your life is that reminder for us. So Ooh. thank you so much. This is maybe and the best podcast interview it. I've ever yeah. had. Thank you, Letitia. <laughs> I'm just, I, I listen, if it took a podcast for us to connect, like, so be it. I, I just wish, I wish I would have known you sooner. You're very, you're such a special, beautiful soul. And I can tell just off of one interview. So thank you so much for this. This has been a blessing for me. Thank you. Listening to that again was like a breath of fresh air. All of the advice and wisdom still relevant today. You know, she's a whole mom now. This is before her baby boy. Oh man, I can't wait to send this to her. I think um, maybe she needs to hear it too, you know? Um, I want to say one thing. Remember when I asked her, what is it like on the other side of fear? Almost like this, this, this shy little girl being like, what's, what's it like over there? Is it safe? (laughs) Is, is you okay? (laughs) Oh, I kind of giggled at it. Cause I'm like, oh, Tish, like, come on. Like, you know, she has, she's fine. She's doing all right on the other side of fear. But I was looking for that reassurance. Um, and now, oh, I'm gonna get emotional. I'm happy to tell you, my friend, uh, what is it like on the other side of fear? Cause guess what? I, I did it. I leaped over the fear. I got through it. I made the move. What is it like? It is like... 
It's, it's like the word that just comes up is faith. What is it like on the other side of fear after you actually pursue and do the thing? It feels like faith. It feels like believing in what you do not see. And I have learned if my faith, well, I've learned a lot about my, where my faith is as much as I love God, my goodness, I was, you know, entrepreneurship will show you where your faith really yet. Um, but I will say that on the other side of fear, it feels like faith. It feels like I'm living, I'm a living, walking woman of faith and not a woman of fear. So if you can imagine what it feels like to be a woman so full of faith and action, think about what that feeling would produce in your body. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Tish. Okay. 2021 Tish. That's what it feel like. Um, and listen, there's a lot of room for, for more. <laughs> so whatever it is, whatever it is you've been thinking about, whatever it is that has called you, that you've kind of, you know, quieted that voice over the years or told yourself you couldn't do it or you're not enough or it's too scary or I'm not all of that. Mm -mm, no, 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 no. Start walking like a woman of faith would walk. Start telling that thing. You're mine. Okay. All right. I'll see you next week.